You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. Hey, can we just stand up one more time? Sorry, we are... uh... We are spirit-filled believers here, so that means we sit up, we stand down, stand up, we sit down, we sit up, we stand up, whatever it is. But hey, please reach your hands out to Jesus right now. I just believe that the Holy Spirit is already here, and I know that because my Bible tells me, not just some you know great book that came out, but the great book that says, when two or three gathered in my name, I show up, the Spirit of God shows up. It also says, like Pastor Roy said, that He'll never leave you nor forsake you because you're more than conquerors. He loves you and He is for you and He is with you right now in your moment. In your moment. I struggle to be present in life. I'm always thinking future. Many of you are thinking past. Right now, be in the moment. The Holy Spirit is here. Father, God, as we come around Your Word, with all that You're doing throughout the earth, for your kingdom. Father God, with all of the highs and all of the lows, God, you are present with us in our moment. I have learned that if it matters to us, it matters to you. I've learned because I have children, because when it matters to them, it so matters to me as their father. And God, you are our father. You are our daddy father. And God, right now, I just pray, even as I stand on this platform, a platform that has been built through sacrifice, through obedience, Lord God, through the posture, even when there's been great pain to continue to serve. Father God, through a church community that have carried together, that have wept together, that have had victory on the mountaintop together. Lord God, that have literally blood, sweat and tears in this building and what led them to this building. Father, I just pray right now, God, that in this moment, we would be aware that You are here. The God, You've gone before us. You will go, Father God, in front of us, but You stand with us. And I just sense a holy reverence and a turning of the chapter of new days for this church. God, I... I declare, Father God, freedom from fear. Fear that has so tried to hold us down, to oppress us, Lord God, and to lie to us. Father, right now, if anyone is struggling still with that, I just declare breakthrough in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, I thank You, God, where there has been disappointments, if we posture ourselves towards you, you can turn it into a God appointment. And so Father, we look forwards. We look forwards to the grace and favour that you have for us. Father God, we're not a people of fear and we're not a people of doubt, but we're a people of faith. And God, I just believe for the greatest season of miracles and favour over this house, like it's never seen before. Father, we declare it as a community right now, as a people of faith, in Jesus' Name, Amen. Can we shout the roof off of this place right now? 
He's good. He's so good. Come on, can we keep the tempo for just one moment? Declare, declare, no more fear, only faith. No more disappointment, only God appointment. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. Come on, give your neighbour a high five and say, you're looking good today. I am so glad I'm here with you. I believe it, Amen. Now you can take your seat. Honestly, it's so good to be back with my Harvest family. I have a home, but I have a lot of family. (laughs) Can I encourage you? You'll never truly find family till you have a home. If this is your home, then you can experience great family in other places. But you only truly find family when you found your home. Do I get a good amen? Too many Christians running around trying to find family, but haven't submitted to their home. When you find your home, you can experience the extended family. I have a home in Montreal at the moment, and, but yet I have family all over the world, and you're part of that. And I just believe what God is going to do, even in this next season for you as He is for us, God is going to do greater things. Everyone say greater Greater things. And I just believe that we broke fear because fear has been one of the most crippling things over this last two years that I've ever seen in my Christian walk, especially where I am serving right now. Our mask mandate only ended last Saturday. Now, if you need a mask for health reasons or so on, use wisdom. But wisdom doesn't mean fear. It's different. You use wisdom for certain things. Don't break wisdom over your life. You keep wisdom, but fear will cripple you. Fear will take you out. And so this morning, I want to speak on bold breakthrough. I want to speak on bold breakthrough. Who needs some breakthrough right now? Give me a wave. If you need breakthrough in an area of your life, well, at the end of this, we're gonna stand up, we're gonna pray, we're gonna believe for breakthrough in Jesus' Name. Father, we thank You that You're here and that You're going to move in Jesus' Name. I wanna thank Your pastors for being great friends of ours. For the last five plus years, it was around five years ago that I stood on this platform with this community. You've been gracious to let us use your platform in the last six or so months to be able to record our services for our church in lockdown. And I wanna thank you guys for that. Your church has sowed financially into our church in Quebec and your pastors have opened their hearts to us in friendship. And so can we just give them a big hand right now for all that they are, all that they're doing. Look, I proclaimed myself as the fun uncle of Harvest Church. So when you're an uncle, you can get away with things. Can I just ask you, because I know these people, it has been the hardest season for pastors. It's been hard for everybody, don't get me wrong. But for pastors, and I know I probably can't say this word here, but I'm Australian, so I'm going to. I've already got my no from my wife, which means definitely do it. As a pastor in the last two, really as a pastor in general, but especially the last two or three years, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Honestly, we haven't been able to get it right with everybody. I know you can't use the word damn here, but look, seriously, 
It's like people think you couldn't drink wine before until they read the Bible and actually saw that the first miracle was turning water into wine because Jesus turned up with all of His disciples and drank the place out of house and home. They didn't get... That's why Mary came up to Him and said, fix this. And He goes, woman, it's not my time. And she's like, don't call me woman, I'm your mother. Like I bought you, I bought you out. I could t- like she had reverence for him, but you know what I'm saying? It was that you fix this. Jesus didn't want to necessarily do that miracle right there and then, but when Mama says, Son does the first miracle. But what happened is they didn't get drunk. That's the difference. So we can get so religious about certain things that uh, I'm just. But I'm just telling you, as pastor, uh, sorry, as a pastor, just love on your pastors right now. They have taken your, I mean, this is a long weekend and you guys are here. I mean, we have a Sabbath Sunday on this weekend because none of our church would turn up. It's half truth. (laughs) Now, I don't know why you'd go camping with bears and mountain lions. So you guys are definitely the smart ones. I mean, everyone gets scared about snakes in Australia. You have bears and mountain lions. Like, are you kidding me? But there's a hunger here. And that hunger, can I just encourage you, keep the sweet smelling fragrance in this house of what you have, what you've come through. Honour your pastors, love on them. Uh, let them take time off. Let them get fresh. Keep moving forwards because I believe the best days are ahead for you as a church. Do you believe it? Genesis 32 verse 24, then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go. This is Jacob. I will not let you go until you bless me. He said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you need to know my name? And he blessed him there. I love this scripture. This man wanted to change his past. He wanted a different future. So he wrestled with God. And God changed his name from deceiver (laughs) to the father of a nation. Like I'm telling you, if you need a miracle, you can't just wait for it. You've got to wrestle God for it. I remember a few years back when we needed a miracle overnight. Have you ever needed a miracle overnight? We were told by our, our sponsor church that we had eight weeks to get a new sponsor and to change our visa or we'd be kicked out of the country. We didn't see it coming. We didn't understand why it, was, why it happened. We just needed a miracle. We got on our knees. We knew how hard it was to get into this country, let alone get a new sponsor. And then through that sponsor, get a new visa to be able to stay here. My whole family was here. We'd had lives in our community. We had a church that we'd pioneered. But you know what? When you go to God and you're desperate to do something for the kingdom of God, it's amazing how quick things can turn around. Within 24 hours, we had a sponsor. And within seven days, we had a visa. And we're able to continue on what God was doing. And that sponsor sowed $20,000 into our church. 
to see it move forwards. It's amazing when you have a disappointment, how when you lean into God, it can become a God appointment. But we've gotta be bold. Do you need a breakthrough in your life, friend? When was the last time you prayed and stepped out for a bold breakthrough? Let's look at what this means then. Bold definition is that it's showing an ability to take risks. Can I just say as Canadians, as Christian Kingdom Canadians, can we learn to take more risks? Young guy, if you don't ever ask her out, she's never gonna be able to say yes to being your date. Sometimes you've actually got to take a risk. Putting deodorant on helps as well. Just quietly, that's the wisdom factor. But you gotta take risks. You gotta be confident and courageous, brave and daring, fearless, dauntless and audacious. When was the last time you prayed an audacious prayer to God? What does breakthrough mean? It's an act of overcoming or penetrating an obstacle or restriction. It's a military offensive that penetrates an enemy's lines of defence. It's a major achievement or success that permits further progress. It's an important discovery or event that helps to improve a situation or provide an answer to a problem. Here's the thing about breakthrough. Breakthrough is offensive. And do you know who it's offensive to? The enemy. So every time you go to take new ground, there's going to be an offence, it's going to be a defence back to what you're stepping into. Because every time, like a house, have you ever tried to buy, especially your first house, how hard it can be? Or as a kingdom buying, uh, as a church, getting your first building, it seems like for other people, it's so easy. And yet for us, there's this, you know, trial after trial, challenge after challenge. It's because if we don't own it, we're taking it from somebody else. When you step out from the kingdom, that somebody else is the enemy. And when we're ready for it, when we understand it, then we can go with faith and boldness to believe for breakthrough. But it only comes with you stepping out and taking a risk. We've got to take more risks in 2020, 2022. Just two years behind in my head. It's because we lost two years, amen. <laughs> We've got to take risks. And the older we get, the harder it is. Now, risk doesn't mean we have to bet the farm every time. It doesn't mean you go all in every time. Yes, we need to use wisdom. But if you want to advance, you've got to take a risk. I believe boldness and breakthrough are linked to confidence and identity with a supernatural peace. When I'm confident in who I am, when my identity is secured in who Jesus is, and with that supernatural peace, it is so much easier to take steps of faith. Who we are and whose we are. Mark 2, which is my scripture for this message with, with a few thoughts around bold breakthrough, is a great scripture on helping us to understand some of the keys to stepping out in faith and believing for breakthrough. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. You still with me this morning? And you give me a wave. Mark chapter two, verse one says, after a few days, Jesus returned to Capernaum and word got around that he was back home. A crowd gathered, jamming the entrance so that no one could get in or out. He was teaching the word. They brought a paraplegic to him, carried by four men. 
When they weren't able to get in because of the crowd, they removed part of the roof and lowered the paraplegic on this stretcher. I pray that our churches never get so uh, unaware of the broken that there's not a seat available always at the, at, the, at the right place for people to be able to come in and receive Jesus. I love comfort. I love my own seats. I love my own things around my house. But in the house of God, some, sometimes the best thing ever is when we can give up our seat for somebody who needs it the most. And I know that that, that generosity culture is in this church. And I love that you're opening up your leadership pipeline because it's time to stop living in fear, get back in the game and to start building this thing like Jesus wants us to. Amen? Amen? I love watching games from the, from the grandstand, but there's nothing like actually being in the game. And I just believe that's a word for someone right now. You need to get back in the game. He was teaching the word. They brought a paraplegic to him carried by four men. They removed part of the roof because they couldn't get in and lowered the paraplegic on his stretcher. Impressed by their bold, everyone say bold. Bold belief, Jesus said to the paraplegic, son, I forgive your sins. Now, some religious scholars, don't you love religious scholars? The problem is <laughs> you and I could become them if we're not careful. It just went quiet told you I'm the fun uncle, I can get away with stuff. But I have to watch that I don't become that religious scholar. Like, oh, the pastor should have done this. Oh, the church should have done that. Oh, the team, I can't believe. Oh, even when he first got up, he talked about wine. I always bring it up because I want people to go back and actually study it for themselves. To break things of what Jesus, because it's the beginning of what other things break in our lives. We can become so religious so easily about things, yet we're called to be free. And here Jesus, some religious scholars were sitting there whispering among themselves, he can't talk that way. That's blasphemy. God and only God can forgive sins. Now this is all happening here while the paraplegic who's just buddies have ripped through the roof of this person's house and dropped him in front of Jesus. I mean, he can't walk. He's a paraplegic. And what does Jesus do? Forgives him of his sins. Jesus knew right away what the Pharisees were thinking. He asks them, why are you so skeptical? Which is simpler to say to this paraplegic, I forgive your sins, or say, get up, take your stretcher and start walking. Well, just so it's clear that I'm the son of man and authorized to do either or both. I love that putting his boss card on. He looked now at the paraplegic. Get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. And the man did it. He got up, grabbed his stretcher and walked out with everybody watching him. They rubbed their eyes incredulous and then praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. A couple of stories that are happening from this one Short scripture. This guy needed a breakthrough. Here's one of the first keys that's an extra with what I want to teach this morning is predominantly breakthrough happens through community. He needed his buddies. I'm telling you, the last two and a half years, I've needed my buddies. I've needed your pastor at times to call up 
and just vent what's happening in my world. We needed the friendship of your pastors to sometimes just come and hang out and laugh for hours with them. Because who knows if you hang out with them, you laugh more than you cry. They're awesome. You need community if you're gonna see bold breakthrough happen in your life. That's why it's so good that you're a part of this because together you could do something great. So here's a few thoughts. The first thought is this, boldness gets God's attention. Like that young guy, if you want that girl to go out on a date with you, you gotta get her attention. You gotta do something to get in her world. I mean, think through the challenges that these guys would have had to go through to get their buddy in front of Jesus. They would have had to organise picking him up, getting him there, getting the horse and cart. I don't know what they did to actually physically get him from his home to get him to where Jesus was. They turn up, the police are there, you know, the mayor's there, everybody that's the who's who is there. And here they are with uh, one of the least of them trying to get in to be in front of the what everyone sees as the big shot to get a miracle. And they've got blockade after blockade after blockade. So one of the guys had a fun idea. Let's rip the roof off and let's just put him right in front of Jesus. I mean, think about that whole scenario, the boldness, the guts that took for all of those guys to do that. Yet sometimes we do nothing and we complain to God about why He hasn't answered our prayer. Come on, it's not just you, it's me as well. I'm like, can this just be a little bit easier, God? No, you got to step out in faith. They had faith for their friend to be healed. They had expectation. They were desperate for God to move. Sometimes people can't even be bothered to come to church where there's a host to show them to their seat or the inconvenience of parking or weather, although your parking attendants are the best, can I just say. I'm telling you. I mean, they had every challenge and they still showed up. <laughs> For this year, what do you need to step out with? What do you need to step up to? What is it that God's calling you to step out? I'm telling you, we need to get God's attention. Now, we've already got it. So on one side, He's already waiting for us. But it's like anything, He's not gonna do this for us. As a father of four daughters, one of the hardest things or challenges of my life is not being able to win the battles for them. Because I, I would love to just turn up to school and fix everything for them. Bring everybody in, tell them how this is gonna work. <laughs> tell them uh, what needs to be done. Go and sit the exam for them when they've got major anxiety. Although my wife is the smart one in the family, so I'd probably send her to do that one. I would love to fix everything for them, but they've got to do it for themselves. Do I hear a good amen? And sometimes, and maybe through the pandemic, just maybe a little suggestion or maybe just a, an observation is because of how the last two years has been, we've gone a little bit too comfortable and might I say a little bit too lazy with certain things when God's calling us to get off out of the couch, put aside the potato chips. Hey, come on, Netflix and potato chips. COVID wasn't great to me either and get up out of the couch 
and get back in the game of what God wants to do in and through our lives. We need to position ourselves for a breakthrough, friend. If you want a breakthrough, you gotta position yourself for a breakthrough. The second thing about boldness is boldness knows what to ask for. So you gotta get God's attention. It's like, okay, God, I'm back in the game, I'm ready. Then it's like, okay, what do I need to ask for? <laughs> Don't you love those prayer meetings where everyone gets around and we pray and I love it, the Holy Spirit's there and then people say, oh, God, bless me. Oh, God, bless me. It's like, imagine if what well, happens maybe to you like it happens to me over the years when you're traveling or you're somewhere and, and your wife says, hey, would you pick up something special for me? When my wife says that, that is the day where I just wanna go to eternity. Because I just know there is, there is nothing that I can do to answer that prayer. Can you get something special for me? Over the years, I've tried to get special things for her and it's just, it's just, just not on the same wavelength. So now I say, baby, what do you want? The worst is she goes, if she goes, well, just whatever you're gonna get. I'm like, no, I know I'm gonna be wrong every time. And it's like that with Jesus. He's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you want? The paraplegic and their friends got their moment with destiny, but they weren't prepared with what to ask for. He sat there, Jesus looked at him and then he goes, your sins are forgiven. Okay, can I just be a little bit irreligious for a second? <laughs> if I was that guy, I would have looked up at Jesus and gone, are you kidding me? Like seriously, I wanna walk. <laughs> sins are forgiven, yeah, that's cool, I like that, but can I walk? <laughs> and we're like that with Jesus sometimes. We stand there and we're like, hey Jesus. And then he gives us something else. Now, I believe, as we'll see, that's exactly what we needed. But when we don't know what to ask for, see, I believe when we know what to ask for, we get both. Come on, somebody. When we know what to ask for, we get both. Matthew 7 verse 7 says, Ask, seek, knock. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find, knock, and the door will be open to you. How many doors are we knocking on? If you just lost a business, I'm so sorry about that. Maybe you just lost a job. I'm so sorry about that. Take a moment to be present, grieve, do what you need to do, but then step up and with Jesus, knock on new doors. Knock on new doors. Take the moment to grieve, but don't create a pity party because you'll get lost there. But get back up and knock on new doors. How many doors do you need to knock on? Do you know what to even ask for? If we wanna see miracles happen in our life, are we asking God specifics? Or are we just saying, God bless me? And he's like, seriously, there's an action involved. You still with me? Am I still the fun uncle? Here's a third thought. Boldness takes him at his word. When Jesus said to him, get up, and leave. They trusted his words. That young man trusted his words. I mean, he got your sins are forgiven first. You didn't seem get upset like I would have, if I'm really honest. This guy obviously had a greater understanding of Jesus than maybe I would in that moment. 
Maybe he knew, okay, there's more. Maybe he knew now, I know that now, but as a young man, I would be like, just give me my legs back. But he trusted him and his word. Has God ever asked you to do something? And it's like, this is gonna take great trust. For us, we're moving a whole family again. We don't even have visas yet to America, but we're trusting him at his word. We're applying wisdom with faith. This is a season of great wisdom and great faith. But we've got to trust him at his word. Boldness to see a breakthrough, trust him at his word. I remember when we were believing for children and everybody was blinking around us and getting pregnant. Vanessa and I like, okay, Lord, we trust you at your word. We trust you at your word. We trust that you've told us that we'll have children. You told us through Psalm 127 verse three, the children are a heritage from the Lord. And then many of you know our story. One, two, three, four went to heaven early. And then five, we have four children on earth with us. We had to trust Him at His Word. If you want breakthrough to happen, you gotta trust. Friend, we gotta trust. And the fourth and final one is this. Boldness turns paralysis into movement and movement leads to supernatural breakthrough. So this kid gets told, your sins are forgiven. Then Jesus sees all the Pharisees and what they were thinking, like I don't have the authority or power to do that. And Jesus is like, yes, I do. So he turns around and then goes, but because of this young man's faith, I actually believe it was about him because he didn't get upset with that. He received it. Like grace, do you receive it? Is grace just for somebody else or is it actually for you? Is favour just for somebody else or is it actually for you? Do you receive it? He received the forgiveness of his sins. And then when Jesus says, now get up and walk, I don't know if power came into his body, but what I believe is that through that trust and that boldness of all of what he was involved in to get him there, I believe he made a decision. I'm gonna move from paralysis to movement. I'm gonna get up even if these legs don't move. And I believe in that moment, is when the healing power of God touched His body and He stood up and He went home. Friend, you've gotta get up. You've gotta get up. So here's your moment. You need a breakthrough right now? Get up. If you need a breakthrough right now, a miracle to happen, come on, get up. Stand up. Oh, but I'm, this is like, Too much for me. No, no, stand up. And if you don't need a breakthrough, fantastic. But if you do, you gotta get up. But here's the thing before we pray is you're gonna have to do something about it. God's gonna speak to you individually on what you need to do to start your breakthrough. Because it's already there. You just gotta open the door to it. And that takes movement. Come on, raise your hands to King Jesus right now. Father, right now, I thank You for faithful people. Father, I thank You. God, bold breakthrough. Father, something is happening in this community. Something is happening in this house. Lord God, there's a new spirit of faith. Lord God, coming into the the home. Father God, 
as our hands are raised to receive. Father God, speak to us. Lord God, speak to us as we've got your attention. Lord God, this is what we need. Start to speak what you need. Start to ask Him what your breakthrough is. What do you need, friend? Come and start to speak it out. Start to speak it out. Because when you declare it, when you confess it, when you give it into the arms of Jesus, when you have boldness to trust Him, when you have boldness to trust Him, that He's not gonna leave you nor forsake you, that He is a miracle working God, then as we begin to move, breakthrough happens. Father God, we receive right now. We receive right now. We receive right now as You tell us what it is that we need to move in. Maybe it's restoration to somebody. Maybe that's the biggest blockage for your breakthrough. Maybe it's your confession. You're always speaking negative. It's time to speak up, declare the goodness of God. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've been speaking ill of, of people, things, whatever it is, restore it. Maybe it's giving, you've been holding back what's God's. Maybe it's time to release the floodgates of heaven over your life and because it's all got to do with trust and trust God that He'll supply all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Whatever it is, release it to Jesus. Right now, Father God, we declare bold breakthrough over our lives in Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, can we give Him one more big hand of praise? He's good. He's so good. Hey, right where you are, because my time is up, right where you are, Friend, I don't know where you stand with Jesus. All I know is where Jesus stands with you. He loves you, He is for you. You might be like, I don't even believe in God. And you know what? That is so okay, because God believes in you. That's why you're here right now. He loves you so much. He believes in you so much that He orchestrated a friend, a family member or somebody random that you're sitting next to. Or maybe you walked straight off the street, you heard music, you walked straight in. And you're like, what am I doing here? And right now, you know, it's because He loves you. He throws your past as far as east is from the west. No matter what you've said or what you've done cannot separate you from the love of Jesus. The Bible actually says only we can separate ourselves from the love of Jesus. He will never separate us. And so what we do in our community is we take a moment we give an invitation out for people to say yes to Jesus. And what that is, is when a man or a woman understands they can't do this alone anymore. And with all the stuff and all the past and all the craziness and all of the junk, the Bible says, if you open your heart to Him, His heart is already open to you. What happens is if you say yes to Him, what He does is He takes that and He throws it away. And He gives you a brand new beginning. And then what He promises you isn't perfection. He is perfection. But His perfection will walk you out for the rest of your life together. You'll never need to be alone again. And as we trust in Him and we believe in His goodness, He'll open the way of grace and faith. But the greatest, greatest promise is that He is with us and that He gives us a brand new beginning through the confession of our sin and mistakes and walks with us for the rest of our days with the promise of eternity. 
And so what we do, my church, is we take a moment to close our eyes and bow our heads. And then at the, what I do is count to three. Actually, could everyone close their eyes and bow their heads for just this and at the count of three, I just ask you, if you'd like me to include you in this simple but a powerful prayer to invite Jesus into your life, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, is at the count of three, I ask you to raise your hand just so I know who I'm praying for. And then we pray. And just to show how easy that is, could everyone just raise their hand all across this room to just break the ice to show you that's all you need to do in a moment. Thank you. You could close. Sorry, you could put your hand back down. So here we go, friend. That's all I need you to do. You want to invite Jesus into your life at the count of three, raise your hand. Many others will be raised as well. And we pray a simple but a powerful prayer right where you are for Him to come in. Friend one, He loves you. Never forget it. Two, you take one step towards Him, He'll take 10,000 steps towards you because that's who He is and that's what He does. Here's your moment. Take it today. Three, if that's you, would you raise your hand up high and say, yes, include me in that prayer. If I can keep them up high enough so I can see it, a hand over there. Hand over there, hand over there. You can keep it up high enough, long enough so I can see it. A hand over there as well. God bless you. A hand over there. God bless you. Hand over there. God bless you. This is awesome. Anybody else? You haven't raised your hand yet. Quickly, I want to include you. Is anybody else? You go, yep, that's me. Quickly, would you raise your hand up last time? If you've already raised your hand, could you just raise it up one more time so I can see all these hands going up? Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's pray this prayer together because we are a family together. Jesus, thank You for loving me, dying on the cross for my freedom, for my forgiveness. Today, I say yes to You. I say yes to Your grace and favour and forgiveness of all of my sins. In Jesus' Name, Amen. I'm going to hand it back to your pastor. Can I leave you with two things? One, if you just raised your hand, can I encourage you? Don't just let it be in an emotional moment. Let it be a monumental moment where God's done something and wants to continue to do something. If you're not already found a home, then make this your home. This is a generous home. This is a, this is a, a, a beautiful home. Home people that are all in the same boat, but will encourage you in your future. And I believe God can do miracles in and through your life. And then for the rest of us, let's keep making bold breakthrough decisions. Let's stay, let's get back on the field. Let's get back, you know, on the hockey rink. Let's not just watch it and, uh, uh, and, and, and critique it, but let's get in it. Let's, let's, let's get bloodied together and what Jesus wants to do, what He's called us to do, building the house of God. And I believe the best days are ahead and I uh, appreciate your prayers on our future. I'm gonna be praying for you and uh, I just believe God's up to something and let's stay a part of it. Amen, God bless you. Yeah.
harvest we have to end somewhere <laughs> how many have been blessed today thank you Andrew and Vanessa we love you guys so much you guys are such dear dear friends to us you're just moving too far away but we have somewhere to go in the winter <laughs> harvest we love you so much have a great week carry this with you be blessed um, bye. <laughs> it has to end somewhere. God bless you all. <laughs>